0: Alex Highsmith's deal is done, and Highsmith's challenge, at least as I see it, is just beginning. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. Highsmith's contract is for five years and $70 million. There's always multiple ways of describing and detailing and then from there, ranking an NFL contract because it gets into guaranteed money, it gets into term, it gets into cap hit. But there has emerged a consensus that Highsmith is being paid as one of the top 10 edge rushers in the NFL. And if you don't think of him as such, there are times I don't either. That's not a knock. But being top 10 at a position that comes with that value, that's not easy. So if you say that Highsmith might be 11th or 14th, you're not exactly insulting him. I think that about him, uh, you know what I'm going to say when TJ Watt isn't around. Now, setting that aside, Highsmith's coming off a 2022 in which he had 14 and a half sacks. Outstanding. In which he had five forced fumbles, tied for the league lead. Also outstanding. And if you want to get into the Uh, Alex with and without TJ, you can do that too, and he doesn't end up looking all that bad in it. In seven games without TJ, he still had four sacks, five tackles for losses, five QB hits, and 21 total pressures. That's a pretty good football player. That's a pretty good edge rusher. Is he top 10 with those numbers? Uh, You know, But there's another side to this, and this is the side that the contract covers, because as teams, general managers, and executives are fond of saying to the agents, we're not paying your guy for past performance, we're paying him for future performance. And in Highsmith's case, I don't think anybody would dispute, and Highsmith would be at the top of this list himself, that he can be better. That he's got more that he can add to his game. I don't think you're ever going to see him be, for example, um, elite in pass coverage. He can get by. He can do it when needed. I don't think you're going to see him reach a TJ-type level. But again, that's not a criticism. TJ is a freak. TJ's a game-changer waiting to happen every time he steps on the field. But he can get better. He can become a more dynamic pass rusher. He can become even better at stopping the run, and I already think he's pretty good. He can have more of a a Tasmanian devil-type general chaotic impact on an offense like Bud Dupree did. Bud came with bonus value even when he didn't register a single statistic. He could have all zeros on his sheet after the game, and you would still say Bud played really well because Bud disrupted everything and everybody. I don't know that Highsmith has that level of athletic outlier capability but he is capable of doing more now there's another thing to throw into this and that's fit and i don't think this can be overstated do you remember when bud was looking like he'd be lost in free agency and the steelers were still talking to him and everyone's thinking you can't break up tj and bud you can't do that The perceived value of Bud at the time wasn't Bud in isolation. It was Bud and his impact on TJ, and of course, vice versa. Well, the Steelers did really, really well. I was about to say they got lucky. They didn't. This wasn't luck. They made a hell of a draft pick in identifying Highsmith out of the University of Charlotte to get him in the third round. To basically groom him at a level where he'd have to skip a grade or two of college and go straight to the NFL because he wasn't playing uh, at an Ohio State or a Georgia or an Alabama where he was getting this big time college experience, although he did face some significant opponents in his time at Charlotte. Give full credit to everybody involved All the way up to Kevin Colbert for getting him and to the coaching staff for just an aced developmental process along the way for him. Good, good football player being paid as if he's great. And rather than criticize that, I'm not going to do that. I'm sitting here thinking, hoping that it'll become a self-fulfilling prophecy when we come back j1q this segment of daily shot is brought to you by our good friends at mike's beer bar they're located on federal street directly across from pnc park mike has more than 500 beers on tap including from more than 50 local breweries stop in and say hello tell mike we sent you mike's beer bar One q comes from John Malesko who says, hey DK, is there any chance in the future as you see it that a situation could come up where Corey Trice absolutely exceeds all expectations and plays great and come contract time, the Steelers instead go with Trice over Joey Porter Jr. Of course, this is just offseason talk, but do you think it could be a possibility eventually? John, honestly, I'm not sure why you think it wouldn't be. Have you seen a pattern with the Steelers of excessively favoring a first round or in this case, in Porter's case, 32nd overall, but technically a second round pick over somebody who was drafted a lot later or even not drafted at all? Have you seen that? I really haven't. I I do believe that in the Steelers environment, as well as that of the other 31 NFL franchises, that a first-rounder is going to get every chance to fail before they get cut and get allowed to hook up with somebody else that can turn them into what you thought they were going to be. But there's a big difference between that and looking at Two players, the same age, playing the same position, and in this case, between Trice and Porter, playing them in a very similar style with similar frames, similar strengths, the whole thing, and saying, wow, we've got to favor this one over here because of when we took him. No. Jalen Warren, undrafted free agent. Jalen was in camp against running backs who were drafted, which means... Every last one of them was held in higher regard than Warren. Didn't matter. You know why? Warren showed up and balled out. He just outplayed everybody. And the head coach had no hesitation whatsoever, not just in eventually naming Warren to the 53 man, but also putting him out there. And eventually stacking him up as almost a 1A to Najee Harris, who's now... That rarest of species, a first-round running back. That said, that said, oh, I, I really don't like to keep bringing this up again and again, but this subject keeps coming up again and again that suggests that Trice has done something to put himself ahead of Porter, and I'm going to keep saying this until I'm not blue, but purple in the face like baltimore purple in the face nothing has happened yet not one shred of competition has taken place tomlin put it best himself i thought near the end of minicamp when he said this is all about instruction and not at all about evaluation All we're doing is putting our eyes on these players and trying to teach them things. We're not sitting there studying them, grading them, or anything like that. There's time enough for that in Latrobe, in the preseason, and of course, beyond. So I don't know how or where the Trice thing got started. Maybe I contributed to it a little bit by bringing up the Trice story that was relayed to reporters by patrick peterson of the day that he had the two pass breakups and the interception but i, I also acknowledge that same day that it, it really it doesn't mean anything it just doesn't it will soon though i appreciate the question i appreciate everybody listening to daily shot of steelers we will do another one of these tomorrow